The following program was made possible by Ward's Lawyers. Find us at wardlegal.ca. Kawartha Lake's Conspiracy Hotline. What's your beef? If, in fact, it is beef and not some plant-based product. Hey, I hear physical distancing is all just a ploy by a couple of city councillors to force municipal workers to widen the sidewalks so that they can ride their ATV to council meetings on those widened sidewalks. Hmm, if that's true, and I ain't saying it ain't, it stinks more than that comorant caucus on Highway 36 in front of the prison. If, in fact, it is a prison and not some covert government UFO refueling station. Conspiracy Hotline, you got a hunch and we'll prop it up taller than the new flagpole on Logie Street. Do you want to know what's really Behind all the roadway construction in Lindsay? Always? They're searching for those Prohibition-era rum-running tunnels that run from Lindsay, Bethany, to Chicago. Why, that revelation is intoxicating. Conspiracy Hotline, we turn up the heat on lukewarm rumors. What do you got? Hello? I heard that when a healthcare person puts a swab up your nose during that COVID test, A big box store corporation pays them to plant a chip in your brain. It prevents you from buying local. I'll buy that theory. Thanks for calling the KLCH, a confusing abbreviation born of many theories. There's a rumor out there that the person working the phones at the Kawartha Lakes Conspiracy Hotline is really the host of the Advocate Podcast. He just disguises his voice with a terrible 1940s accent. Why, that's preposterous. On an unrelated note, I'm needed at my other job. And that's the truth. Or is it? We are all about true and real stories here, so no need to speculate. The Lindsay Twin Drive-In isn't just showing movies these days. (laughs) That is so 2019. We'll tell you about their innovative off-screen offering. Four, you're good to golf this summer with a few adjustments. Two local putters and drivers and chippers and other golf monikers that I'm not familiar with. Give us the goods on the greens. In fact, most pro sports are back on your TV. But again, not the same, but maybe not necessarily less enjoyable. Three fans of three different sports give us their honest appraisals. Art is alive and well and vital. In all of Kawartha Lakes, but especially Fenelon, you'll hear why. So let's stick to the facts and not theories, conspiracy, or otherwise. My name really is Denny Grignell, and I am happy to host this program. It's called The Advocate Podcast, Stories from Kawartha Lakes, Episode 13. And coming up, doors back open at Vicky's Values. Good news for its customers, but equally so for its volunteer staff. I always like to think of this as being my own personal store, uh, even though it isn't, but that's how I feel about it. And um, I was very eager to come back and very happy when uh, it reopened. What was that day like when you opened up that door and walked in? Oh, God. Well, first of all, it was quite different um, and much better because now we have an entrance and an exit so it, it's less um, confusing. Yes, they did a wonderful job while it was closed, yes. But for you to deal with those two 
big changes, the actual physical changes mm -hmm. to the building, but also the new protocols. What was that like, that, that pro and con? <laughs> a little different because I wear one of the shields and um, I'm always bumping myself with it. You had to get used to that and wearing an apron, which we never did before. It's just the little changes, but you soon get used to it. It wasn't you know, within an hour. I was, that was Pam Tottenta, one of the many volunteers at Vicky's Values. You know the place. Gently used clothing, housewares, and knickknacks, all neatly displayed in several rooms in their building on Mary Street in Lindsay. Now, after being closed during the peak of the pandemic, the place is back to buzzing with activity, all in support of Women's Resources, the local charity that comes to the aid of women and their children in need. Just outside the store, that's where I spoke to Sharon Benoit. She's the property and facilities manager for the charity. Now, Sharon underlined the importance of Vicky's values in the community, well beyond just a place to land a bargain, and what being back means. First and foremostly, Vicky's values is in place to provide a service to the women and children that we serve. But not having the volunteers during that point of closure was a very empty and dismal feeling for us because we are so accustomed to the camaraderie, the, the relationships that we build with the volunteers and, and chatting and, you know, seeing how they are from week to week. And um, since COVID and reopening, um, we had to even get more staff on board and it took quite a bit of time to be able to make the physical changes to the store that was needed in order to be able to provide that safety to not only the shoppers and the clients, but you know, obviously to our volunteers who are of the you know, 60 plus population, which is the most vulnerable in regards to COVID. It was an up and down time. So it was a, a great excitement knowing that we could reopen and we could get our volunteers back, but a very big stress knowing that the measures that we had to implement were going to be of a huge impact to the volunteers and um, to the shoppers, right? It was going to be a change. Change is very difficult to embrace, especially when you're accustomed to coming in and performing your duties in a certain manner. Um, not all of us can adapt to change quite as well. And it's, and it's very difficult when you have multiple volunteers, upwards to 90 volunteers, right? To be able to implement those changes, get the training in place, do the safety, you know, protocols and things like that. And I think that the volunteers, as they always do, surprised us and amazed us to the point where they were ready, they were willing to come back and be part of this team and to, and to get us going again into the fundraising that we really needed. A lot of people don't realize just how much of an income generator this is for women's resources. So what was that time like knowing that you didn't have that, that income generator? You're already, your eyebrows yeah. just went up there. Yeah, so obviously a huge impact because Vicky's Values is our largest fundraiser for the entire agency. And Vicky's Values primarily supports our second stage housing program in Fenland Falls that has no funding otherwise. Um, and so for me personally, because I work through the different facilities and I know the importance of Vicky's Values in so many ways, not only is it important to the staff, the volunteers, but it's very important to our community as a service and very important to the donors to know that we're here. Um, so not having it and not knowing, you know, where we're going to get these funds um, was a very big stress. How did you deal with it? How did you overcome it? Um, personally, um, I overcame it by just working that much harder to get the programs back up and running in a safe manner as the facilities 
um, and the property and facilities manager. Um, first and foremost, we had to work on getting our second stage housing safe and our shelter safe. And then the focus was then on Vicky's values and getting our operations back up and running so we could continue to run those programs. Tell me where we are now. Describe to me what it's like now. It's amazing. Um, I have to tell you that this community waited for Vicky's Values to reopen. Oh yeah. Our phones were ringing off the hooks with people saying, are you open yet? Can we donate? And I can't tell you how grateful and appreciative um, we, the staff of Women's Resources are to have that following and to have that patience that the community you know, provided to us. We're getting new shoppers. We're getting people who are actually just coming into the community on holidays, as we usually do. We have some customers who come in from far and wide out of town, and they say that they're not leaving Lindsay until they come to Vicky's Values. This is Calvin Chan from Ward's Lawyers in Lindsay, your official sponsor of the Advocate Podcast, stories from Kawartha Lakes. To learn how you can support Women's Resources or volunteer with the organization, go to womensresources.ca. Coming up for... Okay, this is ball number 40. You get better after 39 balls, right? Let's see. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's a hockey swing for you. Oh, you son of a... All things relaxing, right? Yes, that was me with some language not fit for the golf course, but rest assured my adult son was the only other set of ears nearby when we were at the Dunsford Golf Course driving range. He's heard me use that word before, usually when I'm doing home renovations. I am, as you probably gathered, not a golfer, but if you're a real golfer, you've probably gotten a few rounds in since late spring. Golfing was one of the first activities that was permissible amidst all of this. But is it the same? Can you still really enjoy it? Walter Jancic and Brad Bird are golfers when they're not selling real estate. I caught up to them recently. Where else? But on the back nine. Geesh, I, I hope I used that term correctly. We just finished 18 holes. It was a beautiful day. You know, and it's a great way to be social distancing. This has to be, you know, one of the most meticulous ways because you, you everybody rides their own cart. We all stay within distance from ourselves. Nobody's crowding each other and you feel safe. Okay, well, that's you're, you're a very positive kind of guy. Uh, I always thought, of, I'm not a golfer myself, but I've always seen it as, as very much a social kind of outing. So c can you still be socializing with people when they're that far away? Oh, definitely. And that, you know what I mean? Well, you're on the golf course anyway, and usually the only time you get really close to people in the old days was back at the 19th hole when you go into the clubhouse. So now that has been eliminated, but otherwise you're spending four hours with all your friends staying six to ten feet away from each other anyway. And like I said, when you're putting, you're only like four or five feet, you know, six feet away from each other. And, you know, you're still uh, socializing, you're having and uh, enjoying yourselves. And again, you're keeping distance. So it's the, the most... Uh, intriguing and best way to social distance with your friends. Now, there are other adjustments that golf courses have had to make, too. You mentioned one person to a cart. Uh, are you allowed to, to, to actually pick up the balls with your hands or? No, you can only pick up your own balls and you, you, you don't hit that. You're not allowed to touch the flag. There's no rakes. You, there's no ball washers or anything like that. What's that adjustment been like for you then to, to eliminate that part of the game? You're, we're adapting to it, you know what I mean? But it's a game. It's a great social outing and, you know, it's just great to be out in the outdoors. What's the business part of the game been like? Because I'm sure you've been on, on the course when you're, you know, entertaining clients. 
Uh, great. Like, I mean, it's a good opportunity to take your clients out and spend some time with them. You can still you do know, that even when they're, when you're social distancing? Oh, definitely. Like, I mean, you're only six feet away from each other and you're spending four hours on a golf course with them. So you can't ask for a better time than that. When you're getting ready to putt or, or you're getting ready to drive, and that's pretty much all the, the language I know in golf, by the way, how hard is it to tune out everything that's going on right now that, that makes this game different and just focus on, on the task at hand? Well, the, the idea of just being out here and relaxing and being away, uh, you know, with your friends and you're, you're not you're not even worrying about uh, what's going on in the world right now. You don't even think of what's happening in the, you know, in reality. Hmm. So what do you tell that person who says, you know, I'm an avid golfer, but um, I'm not going back to it until I can golf the way I always have? What do you tell that man or woman? Oh, go back to it now. You can play the game as the way you want to. Like, I mean, it's... The only difference is you, you're keeping a little more distance from the people. And there's, you know, less people on the course. Oh, I guess that would be an, a plan advantage, too. Oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, Brad, how are you? Good. I just beat Walter in golf, so I'm happy. <laughs> hey, well, let me ask you, Brad, now that I got you on the line here, um, how different is the game now compared to before all of this took place? It's actually a little bit easier because there's less people on the course. It's Putting is easier because uh, you don't have to get down and your, you know, get on your knees to get the ball or scoop it. A lot of the old, not that I'm older, but no, I, of course not. I golf with <laughs> a lot of older people, and the, the hardest thing is getting the ball out of the hole. So all these new new inventions are working good, and it's it's. I actually like carting on my own. It's because I just go right to my ball. It's faster. It's there's a lot of good things about it. Hmm. Okay, one last question. I asked uh, Walter this. Just before you're getting ready to putt or drive, how do you tune everything out? I, I It is hard for me. Like I do, when I'm off in January, I golf better than when I'm working because I, I do have a million things going on in my head. It's not usually COVID-19. It's more work that I have going on in my head. Hi, I'm Warren Frank from Heaps, and you're listening to The Advocate Podcast, stories from Kawartha Lakes. And you'll hear from Warren later in the program, not in his role as member of the band Heaps, but in his role as a local hockey fan, watching his sport in its new incarnation on TV. Hey, if you need a lawyer, please consider our official sponsors, Ward's Lawyers. Find them at wardlegal.ca. Our podcast is part of the Advocate magazine, which is 100% local media. And in the September issue of the print edition, available at Smitty's Restaurant in Lindsay and Coba Kong's Foodland, look for Nancy Payne's continuing series on staycationing in Kawartha Lakes. It includes a visit to the Fenland Station Gallery with some great, great pictures. Now, I accompanied Nancy on the trip and was able to capture some of the voices. Here's Janet Kiziak and Maud Skoog, administrators with the gallery, but also local artists. I asked them what role art can play at a time like this. Oh, I think art actually brings calmness to your life. When you can sit in a room and enjoy what you're looking out at, look at the walls, um, you know, feel the, the, whether it's ceramic or woodworking in your hands, there's a real calmness to having that. It's, there's calmness to having the city fill potholes too, yes, where money is also needed. But I think in these times, so many people are turning to art as a way to deal with stresses in their life, whether they're making the art or enjoying somebody else's art. What does it mean, not just for the 
people who are absorbing it, but people like you who are creating it in a time like this? At the beginning of this, I was inspired. I used two months for just painting. I, I had so much coming out. But then I guess you get tired. Your, your whole supply of, of artistic uh, imaginations, it, it was used for the first two months. How are you feeling now, now that we're four months into it, five months into it? I'm... As an artist. As an artist, I am starting with the cooler weather coming. I'm getting there again. When you see people come in here, and it's hard to actually see their faces because they're wearing masks like we yeah. are now. Yeah. Can you tell if there's that calmness that's coming over them or...? I think so, and a lot of people that do come in are return people. We'll see them from season to season, mm -hmm. but it's nice to see the new people coming in. I think the majority of people that walk in, masks on, are always surprised by what they see, just like you did when you walked in. Could you, you tell see, by my, just by watching yes, my eyes? because you know what, you're, you're walking into a building and, and totally being surprised by A, the quality, the way it's set up, how beautiful the old building is in its natural you know, beauty without any art in it, and I think the artwork just makes it sing. Hey, thanks for checking us out or even subscribing to our twice monthly program via Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It's free. Thanks to our sponsor, Ward's Lawyers. And please share the show with friends and family and loved ones, anyone with ears and an appetite for great local journalism. We also welcome your comments. The Advocate Podcast is on the Instagram and Twitter machines. Now, Brad and Walter told us they're able to fully appreciate playing their sport of golf. But for sports fans, well, what's it like watching your favorite game now that it's back on the screen, albeit with a different look? No crowds, no real sound, and, and lots of visual trickery, like those virtual fans imaged into the seats via the internet. And how did you deal without your sport for those long months? Marilyn Kelsey is a longtime Blue Jays fan. Warren Frank likes his hockey, and Vivian Warren, by her own admission, went out of her mind when the Toronto Raptors won it all last year. Search the internet and do what you have to do, the process that you go through to become a virtual fan. So much improved on the defensive end, protecting the rim. I was okay without basketball. I was okay without sports. <laughs> Partly because they replayed the Raptors stuff at the best of it, like with the championship run and, and the whole thing. So mm. they played that all over again. It was like building the excitement, remembering the excitement. So you kind of remembered sports and... I knew that they won, but all the little plays that were going along, I, I was amazed at how I got into it and was yelling at the TV just like I did the first time, even though I know what the outcome was going to be. Norman Powell from deep. Good. I just put my full faith in to the people that were planning it out. It sounded like a brilliant move to be doing it at Disney World where they had control, they could create an actual bubble. And mm -hmm. so then it was just a case of, okay, well, then... Then there's the drama of what players were deciding they might not come because they were compromised. And, and, and it just started to feel like it wasn't the resumption of a season to me. And I'm, I actually have a little bit of trouble thinking of it as a resumption of the season because it just feels like a totally different season. Splashes home a three. When I'm watching television sports, as opposed to being in the arena, which is, of course, totally different, but when I'm watching the basketball games televised, they're focusing on the court. You rarely see, like, you know, in a replay, maybe you'll see the crowd in the distance. but And you'll hear the, they'll pan the crowd in the breaks and stuff. But 
the focus is on the court. So keeping the focus on the court didn't seem to change my my enjoyment of the game. I can behave myself in a in the arena because peer pressure and all that kind of thing. But in my own home, I'm yelling and possibly swearing. So um, I thought, oh, I'm never going to be a virtual fan. I'll just stick with this. And I like it when they've, they've got a, a, some video footage of the Raptor fans from an actual game from last earlier in the season. At a different location kind of thing. Yeah, them, yeah. so when there's something happens in the game and you know, the, the fans would have been cheering had they been there, yeah. then sometimes that screen that would be those virtual cutouts um, is actually just a gigantic image of the crowd at, at the, at the uh, Scotiabank Arena. You know, at the practice facilities, there's no fans there. There's no media. There's no nothing. The fact that the crowds aren't there, you don't think that's affecting their play? Yet. I don't think it's play- affecting it yet. But the question will be what happens when they get to the playoffs and maybe they need that little, you know, urgency to get past something. I'll tell you the one thing I'm I'm not as excited about. I think it's a struggle for the caller uh, people that are calling the game because they're just watching it on TV like us. I think it's harder for them to call the game. I think they don't they have they have to rely on what the television is recording, which is what you're so, watching. Yeah, which is what we're watching. But when we're we're at a game in the arena, you see the play developing because you know and you you just kind of. It's not just what the camera sees. You saw what was coming up before. You may even see something that happened totally out of the camera play and, and respond to that. By far because of his ability to use it. Jake Gensel is back for the puck. At first I was skeptical. Um, Why? I felt we're so far past, you know, when we would be in the off season. But that did shift. It's It feels like... The Stanley Cup champion this year, at first I thought it will have an asterisk next to it because it is unique circumstances, but it's turned out to be one of the funnest playoffs I've ever watched. I started tuning in, you know, I I follow a lot of different sports, talk shows, podcasts, etc., and hearing people who echoed the sentiment that I had that it's not going to be the same, they were getting countered by other people who were saying this is going to be the coolest thing ever this is going to be chaos mode more teams have an opportunity to play now more players are healthy which is insane around playoffs so coolness in the chaos then oh yeah chaos mode as as they say the league is so even so all you need is one team that thinks this may be our only shot and it could cause the wildest storylines it looks like a video game in some sense or like a practice, it, it doesn't quite feel real in a sense. Feel real to you or you didn't think it felt real to the players? It, viewing it, it just didn't seem as real. I think to them, the minute you're in it, you're playing against another team, you're pretty dialed in. Uh, at first, though, it was, you d- it did give me pause to, to notice like, oh, we truly are living in unique times watching this without people. But the the level of hockey has been so great, you... you Lose track of the fact pretty quick, I think. If you really care about what's going on, bodies in the seats doesn't affect me. I was definitely tentative at first just to say, I'm not sure this counts. Um, but the minute the puck drops and you see the intensity of playoff hockey, it kind of takes that away. You're reminded of it throughout when they you know, will 
pan to the stands or they'll show the the jumbotron showing pictures of the players and whatnot and it is that reminder of oh this is very different it's Mm -hmm. totally a different atmosphere and you would think it would play into the uh the on ice product but when the puck drops i think that fades away i truly think if i don't enjoy it at the same amount i might enjoy it more because it's back it was something that was taken away and you know and taken for granted taken for granted yeah and now that they're back you've realized oh i'm so happy that this is back marcus Pedersen straight up the middle passes to the wing rust in the park for the 2020 season it is the ballpark of their triple a affiliate the buffalo bisons Oh, I thought it was terrible. It just left a great big hole in my life. <laughs> I I've uh, spent a lot of time uh, in uh, Florida for quite a few winters, and I belong to a booster club of the Blue Jays. It's not the same because they're not really playing for the same things they always did. They're just kind of filling time, it seems like. Have you been? Have you tried watching the games now that they're back on TV? Oh yeah, I've watched them all. Well, I don't like it that they're losing a game or two here and there. (laughs) (laughs) How does it compare to watching it when there were people in the crowd, in the stands? Oh, I think uh, it doesn't bother me uh, watching it without the people there. I'm sure it does bother the the players because they're so used to it, having people yelling and backing them up. But I don't very much if, uh, if it matters, you know, to the the people, of course, the people that aren't even going. How do you think it's affecting their play to know that there's nobody in the stands? I think a lot of them are a little bit upset with their lives because their families maybe have been sick. Uh, there's worries where they are, and they've been on the go something awful. After that late game last night, they flew into Boston for a game today, and I think they're they're played out with the whole jumble. How's your enjoyment level watching the game compared to when there were people in the audience? Oh, I don't think it mattered to me. I was just looking at the game. Yeah. The audience didn't make much difference. And some of the uh, games have people's faces all over the seats, so they think there's people in the seats. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just a lot of facade. <laughs> it's like kindergarten. <laughs> Guerrero was on top, and now Rivera's going to go You're listening to episode 13 of the Advocate Podcast, stories from Kawartha Lakes. Big thanks to our exclusive sponsor, Ward's Lawyers. Find out what they can do for you at wardlegal.ca. Now, one of the things I missed most during all of this is, is live music. But that's slowly inching back to, you know, coffee shops, pubs, community halls, and it's actually finding new venues. Danny Zita owns the Lindsay Twin Drive-In on Pigeon Lake Road. Been there many times for movies, but dig this. Our beloved local drive-in is now also a live concert venue. Thanks to a stage Danny had built just below screen one. That's where I met him, safely distanced from each other and also safely distanced from the rain under the Banshell's metal roof. So, so yes, you, you are going to hear that gentle trickle above. You got to admire Danny, who in the face of adversity seized opportunity. Well, this was an idea that I always thought. Even before the pandemic? Even way before the pandemic. I just never got around to doing it. 
But this was the perfect scenario to force me to try something different. And we, you know, we're, we know it's going to be a process. It, it's hard for people to understand that it's actually live, but slowly but surely it's coming around. And we've had fun doing it without question. So what was that like? Just putting everything together, investing in this band shell and not, not really knowing what might happen. Well, with all the work that was involved and, and not realizing the production company with lights and camera and sound, putting two bands on a stage and doing the sound checks and sharing equipment, drums, uh, it was a work in progress. But I'll tell you, when that first note was hit, we sat back and it was a work of art. It was beautiful. It was worth it all to see that we're doing something different and it's not, it wasn't a one and out. So uh, yeah, no, we were uh, very pleased. Who are the people you were attracting? Is it a lot of the same people that were coming out to the drive-in or were they new people or? I, no, the majority, it was a completely different crowd. It, uh, did that surprise you? It did surprise me, yeah. It, absolutely, it did surprise me. So it's like we're building up a, a new clientele. I'm sure you've been to outdoor concerts on the amphitheater when you're seeing the band. This is kind of outdoors, but you're in your car. How do you compare the two experiences? You know, watching an outdoor concert and watching one from out here in your car. Actually, it, uh, I have been. I was very impressed on uh, how vast it is and how, uh, how visually how much there is to see as opposed to an amphitheater because the stage is so big and you throw in the screen and the lights and the sound. It was, uh, in my estimation, it was better than sitting down at an amphitheater like Ontario Place, what have you, because of the freedom that was involved. We've probably been approached, in all honesty, by about 75 bands. They'd love to be to perform on our stage. They'd love to, uh, they, they all want to work. And they're probably eager to perform again. And they are so eager to perform. We went with the route of tribute bands, thinking that we'll go with uh, music that people know, which has been great. But now, moving forward, there's a lot of local talent that we'd like to get up on the stage. And we're, uh, we ventured out uh, with our first uh, local uh, entertainer, performer, uh, with uh, Cassie Noble. Who's been on our podcast many times, actually, yeah. We're really looking forward to that. We reached out to uh, Montana Sky, a country band in the Boots of Hazard, who have been with me right from the very beginning. They were the first band that approached me and that I spoke to. And... Uh, the energy that's coming out of their voices and the enthusiasm and the promising that they will work so hard to put on a fantastic show. And so far it's worked out that way. Where do you see the, the concept of doing concerts at the drive-in once this is all over? I think it will in, uh, enlighten it even more because the stigma of having to sit into your vehicle and looking at something through a windshield will be gone. I know it's going to work. I'll be at that Cassie Noble concert August 22nd. And on September 5, it's these fellas you're listening to right now. A great band. Not just a great party band. Just a great tight band. And they're neighbors of yours. This is Montana Sky with Underneath the Moon. I know it must be hard sometimes To love someone like me 
And there must be days sometimes when you'd like to be free. There is not one single waking hour of the day that I wish that I could have it any other way. We can walk out in the night with heaven in your eyes, holding hands and reaching for those bright lights in the sky, wishing for and making from Kawartha Lakes' own Montana Sky, whom you can see under the sky at the Lindsay Drive-In, where they'll be performing live on stage September 5. Tickets at lindsaydrivein.ca. That wraps up episode 13 of the Advocate Podcast, Stories from Kawartha Lakes. We are brought to you by the good people at Ward's Lawyers. For all your legal needs, find them at wardlegal.ca. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and at lindsayadvocate.ca. We love getting your feedback and story ideas. Subscribe to us on Spotify, follow us on Apple Podcasts, and, and please tell your friends about us. Our theme and musical bridges written and performed by the extremely talented and even more affable Gerald Van Halteren. The Advocate Podcast is produced by me, Denny Grignot, with some help from Nancy Payne, and this week with some help from Ryan Goldie, Stacey Anderson, and my good friends Julie and Dave, whom you also know as Dave and Julie. So great to hear their voices again. We miss you, buddies. You can hear us again in about two weeks. Stay safe and see you at the drive-in, eh, for a concert or a movie.